Welcome to the Moonshots Podcast. It's episode 177. I'm your co-host, Mike Parsons, and as always, I'm joined by the man who's sometimes misinforming, but we love him all the still. It's Mark Pearson Freeland. Good morning, Mark. <laughs> hey, good morning, Mike. Well, if I'm the misinforming one, then you must be the memoir individual because today we're digging into somebody who doesn't necessarily need too much of an introduction. Arguably, Mike, it might be one of our most well-known individuals from the land of Hollywood. What would you say? I would say I think he is as big as Mr. Greenlight's McConaughey. But Mark, tell our listeners, who are we studying today? Today, listeners, we are digging into the creative, I'm going to say genius, Mike, of Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey, who a lot of us will know from uh, the land of films, just to name some of the ones he's done. It's Ace Ventura, The Mask, Dumb and Dumber. He was in Batman, if you remember that one. Uh, Cable Guy, me, myself and Irene. But he's also the author of a brand new book called Memoirs and Misinformation that he co-wrote with Dana Vachon, which is a novel about, I'd say, creativity. It's semi-autobiographical, but also it's a bit of a, as he would say, deconstruction of persona and Hollywood. So mm. a pretty creative look, Mike. It is. And I would uh, say one of the things that makes today's show so interesting, so valuable to us is I think Jim Carrey is quite candid, um, not only in his search for who, who he really is, search for identity and meaning that he kind of pursues in this book, but also in some of his public talks, he really is frank. I would even go as far as saying a bit vulnerable mm. um, and he's happy to admit um, his faults. And because of that, we can learn so much from him. I mean, it is great to think that not only can he give us his acting, but he's got some real lessons uh, to teach us. So if you enjoyed Ace Ventura, if you enjoyed uh, The Cable Guy, <laughs> Dumb and Dumber, <laughs> yeah, that's to cool. take a turn on things, he's also got a lot to, to teach us, which is why I just love this show, Mark. It is so amazing that we can go on this search uh, for ideas, for inspiration, for practices and habits that can help us be the best version of ourselves. And it's just so fun to turn to someone like Jim Carrey, isn't it? Well, I mean, he is a, a fun individual, uh, comedian first in, in my mind, but actually as we dig into his book, as well as some of the uh, commencement addresses, some of the talks, as well as the, some of the things that he's penned, it's very um, clear to us that he's just this a persevering, quite selfless individual who has been through the ringer, I guess. He's done a lot of work. Most of it seems pretty comic, quite lighthearted. But actually, the truth is he's quite open to reflecting on what makes him a unique individual, what makes him you know, a household name, uh, what allows him to be this caricature in our minds. He's quite honest with himself, as you say, vulnerable, I think is again, the word that we can come back to here. He just seems as though he wants to open himself up. He's willing to take criticism and therefore he's willing to put forward this creative concept of himself as well as his characters mm. into the limelight. And I mean, what better way for us to learn about creativity as we're in the middle of our creativity series, Mike, than somebody who is just so open and honest. 
Yeah. So we have an action-packed show in front of us. We're going to get into some key concepts of manifestation, intention, uh, dreaming up really who you want to be, that very best version of yourself, and gratitudes, which is something that many other people have talked about. So we have so much in front of us, Mark. Where do we want to start this adventure into the world of Jim Carrey? Let's start with Jim Carrey himself, the man and the legend, talking to us about his view on success, achieving his goals, and fundamentally how all of us should really start to work on manifesting the life that we want. When you create yourself to make it, uh, you're going to have to either let that creation go and and take a chance on being loved or hated for who you really are, or you're going to have to kill who you really are and fall into your grave grasping onto a character that you never were. I saw this psychic palm reader sign, and uh, she gave me a reading, and she said... You're about to do three things, three movies that will be very, very, very big and very important. And after that, it will be impossible for anyone to knock you down from that place. I worked in factories. I had a ninth grade education. And it's a series of like crushing disappointments. And I just go into a different gear. I go into, don't know how it's going to write itself, but it will. You know, I don't know how. You know, I mean, I'm the guy who wrote the $10 million check to himself and uh, had it come to fruition. I'm the guy who had the uh, substitute teacher in grade two who said that, uh, you know, whenever I want something, I pray to the Virgin Mary and I ask her for it and I promise something in return and I get whatever I want. So didn't you write yourself a check? I heard that you did. Is that true? I wrote myself a check for $10 million for acting services rendered and I gave myself uh, five years. My dad could never afford a bicycle, so I went, okay. I went home and I prayed for a bicycle and promised I'd say the rosary in return and Then I got uh, a bicycle, showed up in my living room, brand new Mustang bike. I put it in one of the scenes in Eternal Sunshine, a Mustang bike with a banana seat. Just before Thanksgiving 1995, I found out that I was going to make $10 million. So you visualized... From then on, it was whenever I wanted something to happen, I manifested it. I stood there in an open field like this, my arms out. Oh my gosh, manifestation. Now, this is something that, Mark, we have seen a lot of successful people employ. Mm. And I think it is, you can trace it right back to Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, which we, we actually studied together, Mark. And he talks about creating this burning desire. Um, and one of the ways you can practice manifestation is you don't only think it, you don't just visualize it, but you really, you actually say your goals every single Mm. morning. And without getting too kind of uh, fluffy about it, what it really does is it just sets you on a course. It might sound a little weird to, to stand there and 
you know, shout your intentions and really manifest the things that you want to come true for you. But I'm afraid there are too many successful people who talk about doing this. And I think there's something big to learn in, in terms of this. I mean, the guy wrote himself a check for 10 million and then he got the 10 million. He wanted to, I mean, talk about the big three things that were going to happen in his life. Ace Ventura, The Mask, Dumb and Dumber all happened in the same year. So there's something there, isn't there, Mark? Yeah, what I really like about that uh, clip and what we're going to learn from Jim Carrey in today's show is although he was known as uh, and still is known arguably as a slapstick sort of comedian actor, you're already starting to get a sense of his reflection and the hard work that he's put into his mindset as well as his habits and behavior. And for me, what stands out when it comes to manifestations is the connection with mantras as well. Mm-hmm. You know, if, I, if I'm going to manifest the best version of myself, I might enlist a series of behaviors or habits that help me get there. For you and I, Mike, we've spoken about it on the show before with our Todoist apps. And uh, how we have maybe a list of mantras that I certainly reflect back on uh, relatively frequently just to see, okay, well, how am I tracking with that? And even though I might not be manifesting or or writing down, right, I'm going to earn $10 million uh, through, you know, films for acting services rendered, as Jim Carrey might put, <laughs> what I think, uh, what I'm getting from from that clip particularly is if I have a goal in mind and I reflect on it and I hold myself accountable to it, then I can try and make it happen. And what it reminds me of is, again, uh, similar to a reference you just made uh, in our finance series, unless you take ownership of your your finances or your behavior or your success, nobody else is going to do it. So it's really up to you to take that ownership and try and make it happen. You know, that's where I'm getting what I'm getting from Jim here. It's that individual success story, I suppose, where he just wants to make it happen and he'll go out and work really, really hard. Yeah, I think you really nailed it. You've got to, you've got to know your objectives. And I think um, no, there is just no way uh, to, un, to over-invest in defining uh, what you want. And what mm. I mean by that is you should be coming back to your goals and objectives daily. Yeah. You should be saying them, writing them daily. You should be visualizing them daily. And if you really want to mark them inside of yourself, you have to imagine that you are achieving those things and asking yourself, how will you feel when you achieve those? Mm. This for me is a very deliberate working on yourself, not just like running around being busy, really working on yourself, manifesting with clarity, with purpose. And it, it really does sound, um, a little weird, doesn't it? To like say your goals out loud every day. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's funny, isn't it? And I think it feels refreshing to hear somebody who we all uh, are probably aware of, we've probably all seen that work of Jim Carrey, as we've already said, you know, th- those lists are pretty well known, but it's refreshing, isn't it? To hear somebody who's as successful as he is still doing something that 
you could say is perhaps a little bit unusual, maybe embarrassing to do. I mean, you can do it just in front of yourself, of course, but that working on yourself, that honesty, that vulnerability, Mm. as you've already said, is something that's so consistent with a lot of our moonshotters, isn't it? Why are we doing things? What is it that we're doing to, in order to become the best version of ourselves? If we are going to be a leader, we should work on ourselves and try and really focus and hone our skills to be the best version. And again, I think what Jim Carrey is already saying, and Mike, I mean, look, we've we're only just heard the first clip from Jim Carrey's show today. <laughs> haven't we? We're already yeah. getting so much from it that can help us be focused in in our goals and our objectives of our lives. Hey, and and listen, I think you know. If you think kind of saying and writing your goals as a practice, as a habit that you can have every day, if it sounds a little odd, then do it somewhere private and ask yourself, what is there to lose? If so many famous people, successful people have used this as a way to guide their success, to get them on the right track so that they can just be in a positive disposition, what is there to lose? Like really, what is there to lose? But if you think about this, If you spend more of your time stating your goals, how could you not be sort of somehow affecting your subconscious Mm -hmm. to twist and turn it towards the right direction? Think about this. You know, if you watch too much junk television, we say that your brain's going to mush. Well, then surely if you do the opposite, your brain's going to be like all pumped up, right? If you watch good stuff, Um, then your brain's going to be in a good place. So surely saying positive things, things that you want to be true, have a far higher chance if you keep saying to yourself every single day, you will make these happen. I believe there's something there. I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to argue like, give it a go, try it out. I mean, there's nothing to lose, is there, Mark? No, there's nothing to lose. And I'll tell you who else has nothing to lose, Mike, and that's our Patreon members for the Moonshots Master Series. And as always, Mike, you know, I'd like to start by just giving them a little bit of a roll call because that membership family is growing week by week, isn't it? So It certainly is. And I think uh, just before you do the roll call, Mike, I think... uh, uh, what you should do at the end is uh, you need to to make the stakes uh, publicly announced yes. if, if we hit the big number mark. So I'll let you do the roll call, but don't forget to mention that. I know, I know. Well, for all those who are counting how many members uh, we've got, you know, we're getting close to that that number, Mike, which I'll tease again at the end. We have dun, 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 Bob, Niles, John, Terry, Niall, Marjolin, Ken and Dietmar, Tom and Mark, Marjan and Connor, Rodrigo, Yasmin, Daniela and Lisa, <gasps> Sid, Mr. Bonjour, Maria, Paul, Berg, Kalman, Annette, David, Joe, Crystal, Evo, Christian, Hurricane Brain and brand new Samuela. Thank you guys and welcome. Thank you for supporting us and the Moonshots family as Patreon members. And Mike, as you've already teased, we're getting over the 50% mark towards what we shared a few episodes ago, where we promised that if we make it to the big number of 50 members, five zero, we'll be able to offer merch 
and merchandise and maybe Moonshots t-shirts and all sorts of good stuff to all of our members as well as the Moonshots team. So Mike, I mean, to be honest, we better get our designing hats on <laughs> because we are sneaking up on that number pretty fast, actually. We are, we are. And don't forget each and every one of those members, we're super grateful for your contribution. It's roughly a cup of coffee a month. That's all we ask in return for this show. But as a member, you also get access to the Moonshots Master Series where we break down one big topic um, and we cross-reference it with lots of other superstar uh, clips and sometimes we find some classics, sometimes we find some new ones. Um, and the most recent one that we just published is Managing People where we go really deep into how to get the most out of those that you're working with for and uh, that was that was a great great mm. episode. And what's the the next master series we're thinking about, Mark? We're getting into rapid prototyping, a Ooh. very good framework that actually we heard uh, for your eagle-eyed listeners. Uh, we heard uh, rapid prototyping and the idea of testing not only in last week's episode with Walt Disney, mm. but you'll also remember James Dyson. So we can see this framework and way of working. Uh, intrinsically throughout a lot of our moonshots master individuals, don't yes, we? We do so, indeed. We do I indeed. Mean, I mean, look, Mike, merchandise uh, is obviously very, very attractive, but you're right. The real benefit for becoming members is not only to also support the moonshots family, but to get access to the master series, big comprehensive deep dives that we really do have a lot of fun pulling together, don't we? We do. We love it. And so uh, we want to thank you, our listeners, and in particular, our members for helping us along the way. It's not cheap to to run a global podcast these days, <laughs> and we're a victim of our own success. So our hosting bills keep getting higher and higher and our production. Uh, we're pushing out on YouTube, Squarespace, uh, all the podcasting platforms. We have to push all our content out to the members on Patreon. That takes time, people, energy, resources, and we are delighted to share it with you and we are super grateful for those that choose to pay value for value to contribute a little bit to us as we learn out loud in the search of being the best version of ourselves. And there is no better place to continue that journey with this idea of intention. And I tell you what, Jim Carrey's got something to tell us. So let's get ready for a world of intention. It's our intention. Our intention is everything. Nothing happens on this planet without it. Not one single thing has ever been accomplished without intention. So I started thinking about my life and I started thinking about this conference and what we're about. And, and I looked back and I thought, well, I was two people my whole life. I was in the living room entertaining people, being a monkey, you know, doing my thing for the company and, and trying to relieve my mother who was suffering. She had uh, rheumatoid arthritis and phlebitis and everything, everything under the sun that was nagging at her. And she was depressed. And I wanted her to be free. And I wanted her to realize that her life was worth something because she gave birth to someone who was worth something. And then I would go into my room and I would sit with a legal pad. <laughs> I was a little kid. And I would sit there and I would try to figure out what it meant, what it was all about. Why are we here? 
what is this? And one day I read something from Buddha that said that all spirituality is about relieving suffering. And I suddenly realized that's what I'm doing in the other room. <laughs> and, and I'm aligned. You know, this, my purpose is aligned with this. So I felt incredibly lucky. I lose sight of that all the time. I get caught up in different concerns and ego concerns. But I'm so lucky to be a part of this community and to, to, to do something that is of value. And I, I really cherish that. And we are all one thing. It really is true. Can I speak to the, the, the person in the last row, in the very last seat against the wall? Is there, is there someone back there that can say hello? What's your name? Andrea, are, are you aware that, do you have the distinct palpable feeling that your intention created this evening as well as Melissa's? Do you understand that, that all of this, this entire event is happening inside you? We'll just try to feel it for a second, because it's a trip, man. Some people go to the Super Bowl. I am the Super Bowl, man. I swear. My friends are all going, did you see that play? That was great. I'm like, yeah, but the energy coming out of me right now, man, is unbelievable. I'm just sitting there. I'm the stadium. I'm the vendors outside. I'm the crack dealer on the corner. I'm everything, man. There's no end to it. And it's so much fun. It's so much fun. So I hope you can feel that. And I hope you understand that you are one of the creators of this evening, that your intentions and your desires created this evening as well. And then I hope you are able to ask yourself, why did I get such a crappy seat and be okay with it? I mean, you're in the last row, in the last seat. And yet you created this. And that's got to be, it's a really selfless thing to do. I mean, Mike, what a fun little clip. You can get a sense of Jim Carrey's energy as well as the depth of his thinking, I think, in, in that clip mm. of, of him doing the, the the talk. And for me, what I'm immediately getting, apart from the references to his upbringing, being the monkey in the room, as he says, uh, but also that reference to Buddha and spirituality having something to do with relieving suffering, which I think we've, we've covered on the show as well. What I'm hearing is, is this idea around purpose understanding, valuing, identifying, and reflecting on what your purpose is in life that then can not only guide the work that you go out and do, but also it kind of gives you a little bit of, I dare I say, happiness in your, in your role. Yeah. So, so here's the formula that I've decoded from that. And, and I have to mix it up, Mark, with a little bit of Simon Sinek and, and yeah. his work around purpose and asking the question why. I think where he is pushing us towards uh, Jim Carrey is, is this 
notion of understand not only what you're trying to do, but why. Mm-hmm. And that is when he talks about intention, that's, I think, you know, what he's really pushing out. Why are you doing this? What is your purpose? And I think being this idea of being intentional, maybe you've heard this in conversation or you've seen, you know, blog posts about it. But to me, I think mindfulness uh, and intentionality, I think that the real the real thing that we've decoded here on the Moonshots podcast and the model that we see is people being super vigilant about what messages they put in. We were just talking about um, manifestation just before. That's, that's a great example. And I was talking about um, choosing what messages are coming in. What media do you consume? What people do you listen to and keep company mm. with, right? And then really taking time, you know, we are huge, huge proponents of journaling. Write down what you want to do, how you want to do it, and why. Have this clear in your mind. Because for me, it's like having a beach shack that you can, it's all very nice in the summer, but when the winter comes, you need to batten down the hatches. And one thing we know for sure is life will present challenge. Life is hard. Life is full of problems. And I think if you have your intentions really clear, not only can you find the right path, but when things try to drag you off the path, you've got your intentions clear. And sometimes your intentions can just be to embrace the discomfort, right? I'm not going to reject it. I'm just going to embrace it. And I think the, the biggest thing I can say my journey has been about is stepping away from just charging, trying to achieve things in life, but starting to ask why. And when you ask why, you can refine your radar, make better choices and feel so much better in the day. Because for me, Mark, the magic is when you do something today, when you're doing something in the moment and you know this is directly related to your intention, to your purpose. When If you say, I truly want to be a healthy, uh, well person, and you've identified eating salads for lunch every day this week, every time you do that during the week, you can feel so, so good about yourself because not only do you feel good because you had a salad, but this is part of realizing the intention that you have, right? Mm. And I think when we're really lost, we cannot relate what I'm doing to my purpose. That gap is so vast and I can't see it's so foggy. I can no longer see why the hell am I doing this? I can't answer the question. And I think that's when we feel lost. When we feel intentional is like, hey, I got to bed early so I could get that eight hours sleep. So I've woken up. Not only do I feel good, I feel good that I had the capacity to get my ass into bed much earlier last night and not binge on Netflix. Does that make sense? It makes total sense to me. I, I see not only this being a physical element 
um, from a habit, habitual perspective, you know, like, uh, the William H. McRaven saying, make your bed in the morning, because then at least you've got one thing that's kind of tidy and sorted when you get home and yeah. at night, there's a physical control. That's a great example. That that's a really good example. Like he's like, you wanted to like be disciplined in your day. Well, that first thing, at least if nothing else, that first yeah. thing you got it done, tick. <laughs> Because you can't control. And that's the the next build that I would do here with regards to intention, mindfulness, and desire. Uh, the work that Mark Manson, that we heard from a, a few weeks ago, uh, he was helping us determine and figure out what we should disregard that's out of our control and the things that actually are in control. And Therefore, what we should, what we should really, really care about, because more often than not, we all get distracted and start caring about things that fundamentally we shouldn't give too much energy to. And I think that's going to be much harder to do unless you have figured out and determined what your intentions, therefore desires and drives and passions really are, because then you can think, okay, well, if, if somebody is upsetting me on the bus, you know, maybe uh, they're not giving me my seat or maybe I'm in traffic does that align with my purpose? Should it matter? No. In which case I'm, it's going to be far easier for me to disregard it and therefore not get upset and use uh, a waste energy on something that is totally out of my control, you know, not sweating the small stuff. Yeah. Is, and we, I mean, it, we did a whole master series on that idea of circle of influence, right? That's right. Exactly. The circle of influence. I mean, you've already referenced Simon Sinek and the work of uh, identifying your, your being. I remember Ikigai as well. Mm-hmm. There's a great uh, breakdown from um, Tim uh, Tamashiro uh, in, in that master series mm. uh, episode as well. So listeners, if you do want to really dig into finding your purpose, go along to moonshots.io and you can hear a trailer as well as subscribe to get access to that master episode. We are really, really jumping into some very foundational work on setting our mind, body, and our souls in the right direction. And if you want to give that just a little extra nudge, you could always go into iTunes and Spotify leave a rating or a review. I mean, Mark, I'm sure that's going to give you a little bit of a positive burst in, in life, wouldn't you say? It, it certainly is. And actually, <laughs> I, I've noticed within the Spotify app, the, uh, the ratings number is going up. So I can definitely say thank you to all of our listeners and members who are already leaving uh, ratings within the application. We can't see necessarily who does, so we can't give you a personal shout out. But what I can say is it does make a huge difference. Just giving us a rating or a review, you can leave a review within Apple Podcasts and you can leave ratings in all of the podcast apps as well. They really help get the moonshots algorithms working and get us into the ears and the palms of listeners around the world who, like you and I, Mike, we just want to learn out loud together, don't we? We want to understand the maybe secrets or the tips or the behaviors and the habits of some of these world-class thinkers that can help us become the best version of ourselves. So ratings and reviews within all of the applications really, really help our, uh, let's say, mission Mm. Our purpose, in fact, and our intention to get out into the ears around the world. So thank you, listeners. Yeah. Thank you for for giving us a thumbs up, a rating, a review, regardless of which 
podcast app you're using, um, just get in there, give us some love. We'd really appreciate it. And that's how uh, we've grown from a few listeners uh, a month to over 50,000 listeners a month. Uh, and we've done that journey over the last four years and we're so glad that you are here to be part of that journey and just to give you that extra bit of sunlight in your day. Why not uh, return to Jim Carrey and listen to him talking about dreaming up a good life? We're not the avatars we create. We're not the pictures on the film stock. We are the light that shines through. All else is just smoke and mirrors, distracting, but not truly compelling. I've often said that I wished people could realize all their dreams and wealth and fame and so that they could see that it's not where you're going to find your sense of completion. Like many of you, I was concerned about going out into the world and doing something bigger than myself until someone smarter than myself made me realize that there is nothing bigger than myself. My soul is not contained within the limits of my body. My body is contained within the limitlessness of my soul. One unified field. One unified field of nothing, dancing for no particular reason, except maybe to comfort and entertain itself. As that shift happens in you, you won't be feeling the world. You'll be felt by it. You'll be embraced by it. Now I'm always at the beginning. I have a reset button, and I ride that button constantly. (laughs) Once that button is functioning in your life, there's no story that the mind could create that will be as compelling. The imagination is always manufacturing scenarios, both good and bad, and the ego tries to keep you trapped in the multiplex of the mind. are not viewers, they are also projectors that are running a second story over the picture that we see in front of us all the time. Fear is writing that script, and the working title is, I'll Never Be Enough. Now you're going to look at a person like me and say, how could we ever hope to reach those kind of heights, Jim? How can we make a painting that's too big for our home? How do you fly so high without a special breathing apparatus? This is the voice of the ego. (laughs) And if you listen to it, there will always be someone who's doing better than you. No matter what you gain, ego will not let you rest. It will tell you that you cannot stop until you've left an indelible mark on the earth, until you've achieved immortality. How tricky is this ego that it would tempt us with the promise of something we already possess? I just want you to relax. You know, that's my job. (laughs) Relax and dream up a good life. 
relax and dream up a good life. Mike, how on brand <laughs> is Jim Carrey in that clip with regards to the Moonshot show and this oh, idea gosh. of the ego? I mean, we went deep in uh, there, there was a whole episode called Ego is the Enemy, which was a study of Ryan Holiday's work. We went deeply into it uh, with the show on Eckhart Tolle. I mean, the the real um, aha moment for me is that those little whispers in your mind, those self-doubts that so many of us suffer, that is the ego having its way with you and it creates this fear of failure. It, it's, uh, it's, it's terrible. Um, mm. But what Jim Carrey is telling us, what we are learning from him, Ryan Holiday, Eckhart Tolle, is that we have a choice. We can actually overcome the ego. We can know that we are not those thoughts. In fact, we can prime our subconscious with manifestation, with intention, with mantras, we can bring ourselves back into our real self through breath work or through meditation and not fall victim to all of those whispers in the background, those self-doubts. We can truly embrace the real us. I think that's the invitation that Jim was making right then, don't you, Ma? Yeah, the, the understanding or identifying and therefore holding yourself true to your real self, I think is really the work that we're starting to uncover within Jim Carrey. And we've had a lot of clips from um, commencement addresses and so on. And isn't it interesting to hear that level of depth to an individual that a lot of us regard as just this comic actor? I mean, for me, Mike, the my ego might not necessarily uh, be in the same, let's say, uh, frightening level as Jim Carrey. You know, he is a man that is well known all across the world. And I'm sure it is very, very difficult to uh, get yourself into that position and, uh, you know, stay clear headed. Mm. For me, my ego will certainly get in my way if I am trying to, let's say, make a decision at work rather than let my ego where maybe I've come up with an idea override the best way forward. That's going to get in my way. Um, so let, let me try and break that down a little bit further. Mm. If I am feeling a little bit egotistical, a little bit confident in something that I've created, I might not want to listen to the points of view or opinions of other people because I'll think that I'm right, that maybe I'm the smartest person in the room, maybe because I'm the loudest person in the room. Mm-hmm. And I think what I'm hearing from Jim Carrey and how I can relate it into my own life, uh, both from a work perspective and, and a kind of family one, is just to take that breath, as he says, just relax. Don't let ego be the cause for, let's say, arguments or fallouts or um, restrictions that might mm-hmm. be in your life. Instead, having that reset button present through the use of remembering and holding yourself accountable and knowing that your ego is always around the corner or maybe always on your shoulder, <laughs> then you can always hold yourself accountable and, and stop yourself if you are getting into something that is a little bit too close-minded. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think when we really try and just pare it right down, I think our egos inside of us trigger this fight or flight, mm. this fear inside of us, right? 
And it's very primal because we're trying to survive as cavemen, right? And women. So what happens is we, anything that is a threat to our survival, uh, challenge, adversity, scarcity, etc. And so what happens is we develop uh, in the modern world some bad behaviors from ego. Maybe we don't listen. Mm. Uh, maybe we're selfish or more personally, intrinsically, maybe our mind runs wild with questions and self-doubt. And I think that one of the greatest challenges has been, you know, trying to be strong, uh, when we've had the last couple of years, some crazy things around us with, you know, uh, the change in the world order and COVID and this calls upon us to let go of fear and self-doubt. We cannot worry about all those things on the outside. What we can do is hit that reset button. That's what Jim mm. Carrey talked about. We can start day one clean and fresh. We can start in the attempt to be the best version of ourselves and not let self-doubt, overconfidence, uh, get the better of us, but rather we can be much clearer in our intentions, how we can help, how we can serve others. And if we do those things, I'm I'm sure all the wealth in the world will come your way. I think that's how we respond, don't you, Matt? Yeah, I I think so too. I think that fear of uh, originality as well that Jim Carrey was talking about in that clip reminds me of Elizabeth Gilbert Mm. and big magic. Mm. Her big uh, takeaway that I, that I took from her book was if you have, again, if your ego, and this is the other side of ego, isn't it? There's one side of ego, which is I'm always right. And then there's the other side of ego that is maybe, Oh, I'm always wrong. (laughs) And, uh, it's, it's the one that's holding you back. Like you were saying, I think with, uh, that clip and reference to Elizabeth Gilbert, don't let the fact that an idea or a story has already been told by another individual stop you from telling your own story. It's okay to tell it in a different way. Sure. It's okay to tell it in your own way because it's the first time that you've said it. Maybe not it's the first time that the story has been told in the world, but it's the first time that you've said it. And I love that idea particularly around creativity and originality, because it reminds all of us that it's more accessible than perhaps we once thought. Creativity, originality, therefore authenticity is achievable by everybody. As long as, again, you don't let that ego perhaps hold you back or get in the way. That's so, so right. And it's funny, isn't it? For someone that has brought us so much joy and laughter already in this show, we've, we've got into <laughs> some pretty serious topics of manifestation, intention, dreaming up a good life. What I think the theme here is that Jim Carrey is saying, you are in control mm. of your thoughts. Take control. Don't be a passenger. Be a driver. And this next clip, Mark, he goes straight to the heart of things. He, it's a siren song. It is a call to the awakening. A few months ago, after knowing Eckhart Tolle for a while and studying the books, I woke up and I suddenly got it. I understood suddenly how thought was just 
an illusory thing. Uh, and how thought is responsible for, if not all, most of the suffering we experience. And then I suddenly felt like I was looking at these thoughts from another perspective. And I wondered, who is it that's aware that I'm thinking? And suddenly I was thrown into this expansive, amazing feeling of freedom from myself, from my problems. I saw that I was bigger than what I do. I was bigger than my body. I was everything and everyone. I was no longer a fragment of the universe. I was the universe. And ever since that day, I've been trying to get back there. (laughs) It comes and it goes. (laughs) It's like riding a wave. Sometimes I'm on, sometimes I'm off. But at least I know where I want to go. And that I want to take as many people with me as I possibly can, because the feeling is amazing. Well, what I like about that, Mike, and again, like you say, he's, he's bringing it. He's starting to bring it home for us now, isn't he? Mm. This idea of awakening uh, the illusory uh, thought as an illusory idea. I think what he's really saying, and what stands out to me, is the perception that I have in my world is influenced by my. Um, my point of view about it. And if I am constantly, uh, let's say, distracted, or I always think about a certain problem from the same avenue or angle, maybe it's political, maybe it's social, maybe it's just something I uh, that I get from work, maybe an email, I'm always going to live in that world. And therefore, my points of view about it might be quite... Um, they might be quite low if I'm feeling a bit rough or they might be quite challenging if I can't put up with the particular problem. I think what he's really saying here is, okay, well, not only do you kind of have control over it, but you can have control over it as long as you work on it day to day. And it reminds me very much of our habits series, the way that you see things, the way that you avoid maybe the extra cookie, <laughs> or maybe <laughs> it's the way that you you go out and, and daily exercise or you work on your sleep is because it's a daily uh, attribute. It's a daily behavior that you just have to do. And the same, I think, with what Jim Carrey's saying here is mindset. It's a daily action. It is. And uh, I mean, without diverging too much into a whole Eckhart Tolle podcast here, Mark, he did touch upon, I mean, first of all, isn't it cool that Jim Carrey, who we're studying, is talking about Eckhart Tolle, who we've studied. Like if that doesn't prove there is a formula to being the best version of yourself, everybody who is successful, they're all studying each other, learning from each other. So why shouldn't we learn from them, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that book, Power of Now, we covered in episode 123, but the book came out in 97. Yeah. (laughs) 
And um, it's unbelievable. I mean, he was made popular by none other than um, Oprah Winfrey and, yeah. and appearing on her, her her show. So she's somebody we've studied as well. So the cycle is is repeating. But what I want to do here is just share really quickly, for me personally, this was the big breakthrough that Jim Carrey talked about that I discovered through Eckhart Tolle's work, which is um, they talk about, uh, you know, this idea of watching the thinker. And Jim talks about it like, well, then who is watching me as I think about something, particularly when thoughts come to me that are thoughts that I don't want, who is watching that event transpire? And the answer is that's your true self. So you are not your thoughts. You are the one watching your thoughts. And when you create that distinction, it gives you the power to control your thoughts because those thoughts are now something that are happening on your terms, not those thoughts are happening to you. Really powerful thought, really great way to become more present and aware mm. of your thinking and how the ego drives your thinking. And this is that awakening that, that Jim Carrey is talking about. I know it's, it's sort of a little philosophical, but I want to draw everyone's attention to that. Who is watching me think? Who is that? Mm. And the true answer is it is your true self. Very I mean, powerful I, stuff. I think it's perfect topic as we're halfway through our creativity series, Mike. You know, if you can practice that, if you can be the thinker and you can identify and therefore be present, then you can get away from those distractions that you have in your life. The, the things that are causing you concern are suddenly put into context and uh, something that I always come back to short-term versus long-term concerns or behaviors. You can start to compartmentalize them and understand them that little bit better. I mean, Eckhart Tolle's work and Power of Now, Jim Carrey's referencing it. I mean, it's such an interesting, as you've already said, connection in the moonshots matrix, getting everything pulled together mm. and therefore allowing us to be the best version of ourselves. That's exactly what it is that we're trying to do here. Yeah. And, and this capacity for intention, manifestation, being present, this is all fundamental practices and habits that each and every one of us can do today. You can say your mantras out loud, write your goals, set your intentions, dream big, dream absolutely big to live that good life. And then, as we just said, if you're able to observe your thoughts when you're having them, um, and look at them like you are the watcher of those thoughts. Mm. You are watching the thinker, as Eckhart Tolle would say. You uncover a huge insight into being in control of your thoughts and by proxy, your ego. But Mark, we come to a point where, dare I say, before even playing it, we have come to the best clip of the show. Wouldn't you yeah, say? Yeah, I, I do actually agree. <laughs> this is a story that we, we might all be aware of the historical moment, but I think as you and I discussed before the show, Mike, and with the Moonshots team, it's something that we didn't really know happened to Jim Carrey. And this is a reference within his book, Memoirs and Misinformation, that he co-wrote with Dana Vashon. Jim Carrey here is talking to Tom Power about this particular event. And I think it's a really good example of, again, putting things into perspective, putting things into context, 
and helping us understand what it is that really matters in our lives. And this is a final clip. He's Jim Cherry's closing out the show for us as he's helping all of us remember and therefore list our gratitudes. Yeah, these, these tender, I mean, there's so much in this book. Like there's so many like very funny sort of satirical moments or some sort of like terrifying sci-fi moments. But I think the moments that really came to me were, as I mentioned, the really sort of tender, the tender moments. And, you know, and I think that's even on the cover of the book, which I didn't know about until about half. I knew there was a cover if there is a cover, but I knew there was a cover about halfway through the book that was reminiscent of a time or was, was a photo taken of a time when you were in Hawaii. Am I right? And, and that, that false alert went out. Yes. That that's a missile alert that the atomic bomb was coming your way and you were about to die. Called me, uh, FaceTimed me, interrupted Dana and I on a Skype when we were working already. It was eight in the morning or something like that. And, uh, she was crying and she said, chief, we only have 10 minutes. And I said, what do you mean? She said, there's missiles coming. They're going to land in 10 minutes. This is real. And, uh, the alarms were going off and stuff. And, uh, and as she told me, she was, you know, strenuously clutching her iPhone and she accidentally took a screenshot of my face. So the book's cover is an actual shot of my face after being told that I have 10 minutes to live. So what goes through your head? What goes through your head when you honestly believe that you only have 10 minutes left? Well, if you look at that cover, you'll see a man who's not uh i not freaking out not uh hysterical more uh, a wave of calm coming over me and a sense of oh that's strange huh what a funny way for this all to end you know and that's the feeling i got and then there was the consideration of, do you hide under the stairs? Do you get in the car? What do you do? And I don't want to die in my car. And I tried to get off the island on the phone to my daughter and I couldn't get through. And finally, uh, I just said, you know what? I've had a wonderful life. And uh, I decided to sit there and watch the ocean and, uh, and go through all the ways in my head that I could, uh, that I could be grateful for what I had. And, uh, and I started this list of gratitudes that, uh, I could have gone on forever. I mean, just the, how lucky I've been, you know, <laughs> are you, are you forever changed by it? Like I can't imagine going through something like that and not taking it with me when I'm walking down the street. Yeah. That's a part of me. It's a part of this book. It's a part of this book. When, when, when all is lost, then all is found, <laughs> you know? So yeah, there was a, there was two minutes left when Dana called back and said, uh, it was a false alarm. Dana, mainland you, Dana called back. He did. And the mainland knew before we did. Yeah. It so. also is it, you know, it's a tribute to the power to your earlier question, the blurring of the line between fact and fiction. I mean, this is a man who believes he's got two minutes to live because of a piece of misinformation. <laughs> the cover itself is, is a perfect example of misinformation. I had to go through my own death <laughs> for eight minutes. Wow, Mark, what a story. Can you just imagine being given news and thinking to yourself, I have 10 minutes left to live and just like, all right, <laughs> okay. <laughs> That sounds crazy to me. 
Yeah, it's such a unique situation. I think what happens for people who maybe have a, a medical uh, issue, it, it, it's not quite like that. You know, pe- people often talk about, oh, my, my life or points of view change after a, a certain medical event. But actually, this situation for Jim Carrey was quite unique in the fact that it was quite short. You know, it was quite immediate, 10 minutes. This is it. Mm. What am I going to do within my 10 minutes? And I love this calmness, this tender, uh, almost contextualization that he went through where he thought, okay, well, there's no point in me getting in my car, trying to get away. This is kind of it. And instead to put into practice some of the things that we've heard about on the Moonshot show, some of the lessons that he's learned from his own studies, uh, as we've already heard through the rest of this show on Jim Carrey, to put them into practice and really think, okay, well, what have I achieved? What have I done in my life? What are the things that I'm grateful for? And put it into context. It's something that I think we can all do day to day. We don't all have to be in the situation like Jim Carrey was. Hmm. I think we we should all start to reflect on those type of things because it does help you put things into context. What it, how what are you hearing when you when you hear that pretty scary story from Jim Carrey? Yes. Yeah, so um, I mean, it provokes so many different thoughts. One thing it reminds me of is something we've talked about on the show before is asking yourself what is going to be your legacy as a mm. way of framing, are you on track, right? Yeah. And we hear too many times people getting to their deathbeds with lots of regret. And we actually did a whole show on regret with Daniel <laughs> Pink's new work. The other thing that strikes me about what he's saying is how important the practice of gratitude is because I think we forget how much good stuff we have, mm. right? And I think about all of the people here, like I just did a search through all of our show notes while that clip was playing and just the first page of our results, here are all the moonshot people that we have studied that mention gratitude. Brené Brown, Ryan Holiday, Elizabeth Gilbert, Sachin Nadella, um, uh, Covey, uh, Jordan Peterson, Tim Ferriss, and I'm just on the first page. Isn't that incredible? <laughs> Everybody's doing it. So, I mean, if everybody's doing it, Mike, there must be something relevant here. Yeah. yeah. It's something that we can't avoid. Yeah. Um, I, I think um, practicing gratitude, I would never have thought, never have thought, um, you know, that it would be so powerful. But it truly does affect me. When I take a moment to work out what am I grateful for, um, I'm always like, I always feel better after I do it. Do you, do you, do you try it much, Mark? Do you, this practice of gratitude? Yeah, I have it in my, uh, we've referenced it on the show um, already, Todoist. It's one of my daily, uh, let's say practices or reminders that I want to achieve each day. It's Mm. along with my, uh, you know, stretching, along with my activity hour to get my blood pumping, uh, as well as my productivity work during the day actually sitting down and reflecting and journaling and writing some of the things that I'm grateful for really helps contextualize and keeps me honest, uh, the things that that matter to me. Mm. And without doing that, I think it would be too easy to be steered by the wrong intentions. 
or the wrong things that are going on in life. It it really is important to keep things grounded. Yeah. And I think, um, like some really good little hacks for, uh, gratitude is first of all, keep a gratitude journal. Uh, you can even buy a journal. So they're specific for gratitudes Mm. and some topics, uh, that you can be grateful for. This is going to sound really crazy. You can say the nice weather. Okay. Great. Good one. But things like, let's assume that you have two feet and you can walk. Well, you can actually be grateful for that. Particularly, you know, I find if I see a movie or watch a documentary and you see someone who, like, I think about who was the the guy that we studied that did Kilimanjaro and he has no hands and legs? Kyle Maynard. I remember doing that show and being struck by like, damn, he did amazing things mm. with no arms, no legs, but I, I have hands and feet. Yeah. I should be grateful for that. So that is really the level of which you can be grateful. You can be grateful for the fact that you wake up in the morning and you have a nice cup of tea, have a nice cup of coffee. You can actually be grateful for these family, for friends, for things that are happening. You can notice the beautiful day. I have this crazy thing, Mark, where when I hear the birds, uh, in you know, flying around my house and making all their happy noises, like I'm yes. always grateful for that. I'm always grateful that that brings me such pleasure. I mean, that's how you can practice gratitude, right? It, it doesn't have to be written down. It can just be an awareness in that moment, can't yeah. it? Let's say it's, it's you're immersing yourself on, uh, in the ocean. It's just feeling the temperature. It can be something as simple as that and thinking I'm grateful to be here. It's, it's something you can practice at any point of your day, isn't it? Totally. And hopefully you don't need the threat of a nuclear bomb blowing up in 10 minutes. <laughs> what, <laughs> a <laughs> what a story. What a story, Mark. That is one of the best moonshot stories I've heard. What, what a story. One that we'll definitely reference again, I'm sure, on the Moonshot Show. Whew. So a great way to end Jim uh, Carey and our study of him, his work, his thinking, and um, a great midpoint of the creativity series. Mark, what do you take from the many practices of Jim Carrey? Which one is going to get your attention? I'm going to say around intention. I think this idea, uh, you know, you made reference to Simon Sinek. Uh, we've covered the intention of uh, identifying your purpose uh, on, the, on the master series as well. For me, that's the big takeaway here. I think it's a great demonstration of what drives Jim and therefore what we can all um, start to practice following uh, some of the work that he does. That, that's yeah. the thing that's standing out to me. Nice. What, what about you, Mike? Um, There's a lot. I, I like watching the thinker. This one yeah. really appears to me. I have a little bit of a monkey mind that I wrestle with quite a lot. So uh, asking the question, who is watching the thinker is Really, really interesting to me. So I'm going to study that one. Well, Mark, Great. thank you. Thank you to you for this show 177, the study of memoirs and misinformation by Jim Carrey. 
What a fantastic book to learn out loud together, to push us to be the best version of ourselves. And it talked about some hot topics here at the Moonshots podcast, manifesting the life you want, intention, set your intention, it is everything, and dare to dream a good life. We heard all of this from Jim Carrey. But we also learned in the power of thought and how we can awaken by asking who is watching the thinker. And when in doubt, when you're a little bit adrift, list your gratitudes. Practice the art of being grateful. Tell someone that you love them. Notice the beauty and the nature of every day. Notice the things you have and enjoy. And you will truly be on the way to being the best version of yourself. And that's what we're all about here at the Moonshots Podcast. That's a wrap.